podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. So we got this free hit pod, double game week pod, nearing the end of international break pod. What's up, dude? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to okay today. Yeah, you did. Oh my god, <laughs> great job on the on the fireside. Terrible job on the okay. It was amazing. No, come on. I mean, that's just my modus operandi. Oh, just okay. putting, putting to show. Okay. It was so like loopy. It was so good. Loved it. Loved every it second hard. of it. <laughs> I hated it so much. It was horrible. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, so we got a weird pod right here. I mean, we have nothing in the past to talk about, which is great because the past was terrible. And <laughs> we're both on free hit. I've officially twatted my free hit, so I'm on free hit. And we have a lot of tinkering left to do, a full week left to do. So where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I think we're both on free hit, so that's going to kind of probably guide the pod. My free hit team was very much shouted in the general pod and yeah. hasn't changed much, so that's that's where I'm sitting. But I think unlike with the five games for the blank game week where we really went all in on you know talking about all 10 of those teams that were playing, I think maybe maybe we we do best to talk about the top teams that have doubles, speaking of like City... United, Chelsea, and Spurs, and then maybe we'll sprinkle in some questions. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm down for that. So, so of those teams, I mean, why don't why don't we just start with City, the best team? Um, Kuhn and Raz just feel like absolute pillars. I don't think I've seen a single free hit team without them. That said, I don't want to spend too much time on that. What What are you looking at for the third City spot? Yeah, Kuhn and Raz, I agree. And they're I I think they're the only two guys. In the entire week, actually, that if I see a team without them, I'm like, ah, well, you don't have Kuhn and Raz, so it seems stupid. Um, I like your, you and the generals take on it, where I, I pretty much agree that the ceiling and the consistency of David Silva and Bernardo Silva are and the value are not as good as the defenders. And so I do really like who I think has been the majority of at least like our slacks pick was Ederson and goal because he's a thousand percent nailed and none of the other defenders really are. I mean, it seems like Kyle Walker is pretty much nailed. He's played every game for a while now playing 90 and we know Laporte is their best defender and he, he has the, positional flexibility so he's probably gonna play both too but i gotta say i've had my eye on this is the only punt in my entire team as of right now i mean you know my team will probably change a thousand more times but i i'm looking at sane a little bit gotta say i mean that's dumb i don't i don't really want to spend time on that (laughs) but going going back to the defense like I think bringing up Walker is an interesting point because he's the most expensive route in. Yeah. But like you say, you know, he's he's been playing regularly and he does have that, you know, rogue assist shout. And Laporte has been like kind of dealing with little niggling injuries and yeah. he's been obviously when he's fit, he's one of the first names on the team sheet, but I have Ederson and and I've switched back on this instead of having Laporte just because if there's a 5% chance Laporte doesn't play both, like there's a 1% Ederson doesn't play both. Yeah, and, and it's I probably know bigger than 5, right? Because Laporte, we we don't even know the status of his injury really. He hasn't started the last three and we're not going to get something from Pep. So it's it's yeah. a little bit more sketchy, yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's like even though you're giving away a couple points on on save points to someone like Kepa or De Gea who 
are unlikely to escape the double by getting zero save points, although that's extremely likely for Ederson, Mm -hmm. I still just place a higher emphasis on the clean sheet potential, and I think that the City clean sheet potential is a lot higher than both United and, and Chelsea. So I'd rather like punt on the one to three points on clean on save points from goalkeepers on those two teams just to make sure that I'm in for the two shouts on the cleans for City. So I, I, I've switched back from Laporte back to Ederson. I, I, I feel good about Ederson. It just doesn't seem worth it to go Laporte to me. I, I don't really see the argument of Laporte over Ederson. I mean, Laporte's more expensive and less nailed and maybe carrying an injury. So, I mean, just there's so many boxes that Ederson ticks in that. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And I, I think the, the only other thing that, you know, you talk about is you're really looking at the Ederson versus Laporte in tandem with either Kappa or De Gea and then someone like, yeah. you know, David Luiz and, and Smalling or Lindelof or something. And I don't think the goal shout from Laporte is like good enough to justify the very even I, I do think it's minuscule. I, I, I mean, I feel like he's fit and I feel like he's going to play both. But I, I just think that the the chance is not worth it. Like the risk is not worth it to getting someone like Louise, who probably has similar, if not better, goal goal shout Definitely than Laporte. Better, yeah. You know? yeah. And I think that benching was more of a one off. Maybe it was like a disciplinary thing. But it's hard for me to imagine he's going to play like you know Christensen instead of him again. So I don't know. I, I like Ederson there. And then just one more thing before we move on, because we've been talking about, I mean, Sana, I don't have, I don't have to talk about that, but there's a little, little Twitter thing today saying that KDB might be fit for the first game against Fulham. And I, I'm seeing a lot of people on, on free hit just like the fixtures are so good for City. How could you not go with Bernardo or Dilva because of the upside? And it still comes back to like, you know, you go to sleep and you have dreams about that two goal assist game from Dilv or the three assist game from Bernardo, and it's like that's so good. But when you look at their history, Dilva's stats are have underlyingly been outstanding all season, and his returns yeah, are what they are as usual. Yeah, yeah, and he has one goal in the last, I think, eleven game weeks, and Bernardo has one goal in the last ten game weeks. And it just doesn't add up. I mean, Dilves has been ticking with assists, but an assist from Dilve is less than a clean sheet. And right. I think that there's a better chance that they clean than Dilve gets an assist in both of the games. And I, right. I just, well, I just, I feel like that's misguided. Not to mention the price difference. Like you're spending an extra two or three million on the midfielder rather than just like. Very two very ripe bites of the apple for the clean sheets. It just doesn't add up to the me. The price difference and also just the minutes also is a huge factor. I mean, Ederson will play 180 minutes, you know, barring injuries or red cards. Or if Kev is back, if Dino is back, if we're to believe these rumors and all that stuff, all of a sudden they have a lot of guys in midfield, and so you know, Dilva starting one, Bilva starting the other. I mean, Bilva seems like he's nailed in every side, but. You know what I mean? There could be rotation. It's Pep, and there's three games in like five days or some shit with the FA Cup semifinal. So seeing rotation there and seeing like someone like David rested from one of these two easy fixtures is, would be super unsurprising. So yeah. there's also and I mean, that. The other, yeah, I mean, there's that. Then I mean, just look at Bill. Like, yes, he's looked good in real life, and his influence on the game is strong, and he's obviously a good player, and Pep obviously likes him, but. When you look at you know going from game week thirty to game week twenty, he has zero goals and three assists. Like I don't want him in a single game week, so why would I want him in a double? Right. I don't feel confident that he's going to get returns in any game, so I just don't understand why that's the pick over. You know, if if you told me that Ederson was going to get eight points, I would take him over Bill, and I don't know what Bill was going to get. For example, I would take Ederson. Every day, every, oh, a fucking million percent of the time over. Yeah, I over mean, Bilba. eight points. That's like roughly what he averages. You know, like like based on his averages, that's like roughly what you'd expect as a floor for for the two games. You know, and that's 
fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they've, like, they've let in two goals in the last six game weeks, City. Yeah. And I'm seeing, you know, like, oh, shit, their center backs are all out. Like, Stones, Adamendi, company, they're all injured. Like, I don't care who's playing in the back four because their clean sheets are based on the 75% possession that they have. And, you know, they haven't had Fernandinho for the past month and it hasn't affected them at all. And, like, I, I just don't care about the names or, or who's playing. It's just the, the front is that powerful. The teams that they're playing, especially when they're bottom 10 teams, are not set up to, like, Bournemouth away, like, let's try and score kind of thing. So I, I just, I feel like it's just a little bit of a silly thing. And it's it's honestly, like, a little bit shocking to me because the three-city attack is something I'm seeing in, like, a lot of teams. And from from managers who, you know, are, are good managers who I, like, very much look at what their thoughts are yeah. and what their thought processes are. And, and it's it's just a surprising thing to me. So I just wanted to put that out there. And, you know, if you're on free hit, obviously there are, you know, there are, there are more than one ways to skin a cat and you could do whatever you want to do. But just, just think about it and look at it when you're looking at those midfielders compared to their defenders, I think. Right. That, I mean, that's kind of why I'm on Sané. Because <laughs> all of those Dilva and Bilva reasons, I'm like... I mean, this is, like I said, it's far from set. This was like a late night, last night tinker, but I was just like trying so hard to get triple attack because everyone wants triple attack. If there's someone nearly as good as Kuna Raz, we would all be on triple attack, but there isn't. Sane is the only guy of, you know, if you're including him versus like Bilva and Dilva, he's the only guy with like 20 point potential if he plays one of the games, you know, so that's kind of where I went I mean, the issue there is just, I mean, not to mention that he's more expensive than any of these other midfielders, is that you know, you, you look at the last six, for example, he's got zero minutes in three of the last six. He's come off the bench in one, and the two games he has started, he hasn't even made it 60 minutes. He has three points total in the last six game weeks. It's just, yeah. it's just an insane thing to me. But that to me is also just like classic pep, classic Sane type of shit. You know, like he'll get dropped. You know, it wouldn't be surprising at all if he just started and braced because when he starts, he's has the ceiling of any player in you know in FPL basically. So yeah, I I I don't mind taking that insane punt on him over the central midfielder, but I still just don't think that the upside's there. Especially when, like, the last double game, he only started one. Delph is, or not Delph, fucking Mendy is coming back. I just don't think that that's worth four million over a defender. Yeah, you're it in the could, four million standpoint be, there. But yeah, if they only get one clean and he like starts one, I think it, there's a very real shout he could he could explode and outscore everyone. But yeah, that's it's fair. Obvious, no, it's that, obviously that's fair. a huge punt, like ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's punt. a huge punt. All right, where where do you want to go from here? Um, maybe Chelsea. Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Um, <laughs> how nailed is Has into your team? Oh, he's not moved. Has not moved because he's been really bad for a long time, yeah, and I, I'm a I just, little bit concerned. I just don't care. Like he's nailed to start. He's on pens, and his goals are worth between six and eight points. The fixtures are ridiculous. Our Cardiff home Brighton are uh, next to City, or it's like one A and one B in terms of the fixtures. Obviously, I understand that Chelsea do not just put in consistent good performances against bad teams. They just didn't score against Everton, which is a fucking shambolic joke. But I, I'm I've played FPL for enough years to understand that. I don't look at like logic or past stats to think about what Has is going to do coming up, and you know that's not to say I'm going to captain him or anything like that because I have also seen that bandied about, which I can't get my head around. But you know, at his price, when you're looking at like Iguain, who's also like coming off early a lot, Giroud's always there. Like Hazard's just first name in the team sheet, and I he could score four or five points. Like that's not. Crazy, but he could also likely. Yeah, I mean, but he could also put up like thirty. And for his price, if if Kane had the same fixtures, say if Kane and Hazard had reverse fixtures, and Hazard had at Liverpool home Palace, 
Kane would be in my team 5,000% and Hazard would be nowhere near it. But, you know, I can only fit in so many premium assets and I'm just looking at the fixtures and I just, it's just kind of something like that, really. Yeah, because I'm a lot more worried about it. I, I mean, like, so when we first got the double announcement, last pod, everything, like, I was totally with you all the way. And I was like, yeah, Hazard should probably be in every team. But God, the more you look at it, he just gives you every reason to not get him. I mean, they've, they've been among, they've been bottom half attacking team for a very long time, for like, since like December. Chelsea have been a bottom half attacking team in the, in the league and Hazard's been incredibly bad, like probably worse than Salah bad in FPL. We just don't notice because no one except the general fucking has him. And man, I'm just not sure. Like I look at him and I compare him. I mean, I have Kane and not has in this current draft, but uh, I think a more apt comparison is like him versus Pogba, who's... Two million less expensive, also gets the majority of his goals via pens, and is well, on. He a also top... misses pens, though. He also misses pens, so that's bad. But he's also on a top five attacking team, and Hazard's yeah. on a bottom I, ten. Yeah, no, that that, that that's fair. I, I and mean, you know, again, you know, you look at Hazard's history, and he has he has like going back to game week twenty, he has three goals, which is ridiculously bad. But yeah, and one of them's a pen and two assists. It's just like yeah, five. I I I just don't. With Hazard specifically, I just don't pay that much attention to the stats just because you know of his ability and you know that he could just turn it on at any game week and just put a hat trick in. And like when the fixtures are this good, I just blindly go by that. I, I don't think, I don't know, I, I'm not like, you know, making a good argument. I can understand no, no, that based yeah, on the yeah. words I'm saying out of my face right now. I sound like a fucking moron. But <laughs> well, no, I mean, gut feeling and, and, it's a, it's and a past gut fe- experience it is, yeah. are both very No, real. I mean, it's, it, it's both of those things. It's just, you know, looking at like, oh yeah, Hazard, like his stats are bad, like they're bad, like they're going to be bad for these two games. Like, let me just get like Paul or someone else. But, and like that, that's definitely, Logical, but illogically, again, you know, looking at the history is just like he could put up 20 or 30 points this double game week and no one would be surprised. And I just, I'm just going to back his quality and class in these games and just, I want an attacking share with those fixtures. And I, I just think that Hazard's an easy pick for me. Right. Yeah. When I was like piecing shit together and figuring out millions, that's when he became a not easy pick for me because I just was just like, "Fuck, man!" Like he's just so expensive and bad. Yeah, no, I that's forty percent of his points came in game weeks one through eight when he got like three pens or something. He's just been like, "No, that's very fair," and I have no like counter argument to that. Yeah, but. Kane has at Liverpool in one of the two games. And, you know, yeah, he get a Jemmy Penn. Like, of course, he could score a goal. He score a goal in any game. But when you're looking at that and he's also two plus mil, you know, I, I can't Even fit more, more than yeah. three. I can't fit more than three double digit players in my team. And I, I mean, my, my team right now, I have Son and Ali. And I just feel better Whoa. kind of hedging in terms of the price. And going more in on the counterattack game because, you know, against Liverpool, they're only going to be hitting on the counter. And those are the kind of games where Kane hockey assists. And unless if they get a pen or they score on a set piece, he scores on a set piece like a corner or something, it's hard for me to imagine Kane returning in that game. And obviously, the home palace game without Mamasako is a better fixture for them. But I still feel like having those two, those two midfielders for me personally, uh, you know, they're combined like, you know, Four million less than him and someone else or whatever. I just I'm going that route, and I just I just like yeah. the hazard. I like Wait, hazard hold on, I, yeah. Put a pin in that. Let's go back to Chelsea before we Spurs and Kane and all that shit. But so yeah, I said everything I needed to say, and you did too. I think about has, but where else are we filling in the Chelsea spots? Because like you mentioned, the the fixtures are stupid, stupid good. Even though they're like the worst team in the Premier League away from home in 2019. <laughs> but still, the fixtures are that good that it, it seems like time to shine. Yeah, like I, I'm still surprised at how few teams I'm seeing with Higuain because 
Obviously, he hasn't been setting the world on fire. He has three goals in one, two, three, or seven games that he started, which is obviously not great. But the three goals were at Fulham and home Huddersfield, and they have played City, Spurs, you know, Wolves. Like they've had some tough fixtures, and like I would rather have him than Kane. Not close. If I'm looking at another premium striker, I just feel like it's these are the kind of teams where his movement and and them dominating possession for so much right. is where he gets he gets his change. And obviously, it's it's a leap of faith, you know, because Chelsea have looked bad for a while and they haven't looked like scoring more than two goals for a while. But you know, I'd rather put my money on that than than having to spend twelve and a half on on Kane with an at Liverpool game. Um, I'm also just very high on Chelsea defense. They underratedly have kept like, you know, what are they? They're on like 11, 12 cleans on the season, and they're in the top three, four of total clean sheets on the season. And you know, Kep is fine. They they he keeps playing like three DMs, and their possession in the middle third's good. They just don't let up that many chances. And Similarly, when they don't score a lot of goals, you know their their defenders are in there among the baps, and so I mean I have Rudiger and and David Luiz right now. I, I couldn't stretch to Aspil um, with the the team I have right now, but I, I like the double Chelsea defense shout a lot. Yeah, I'm on a triple right now because because of Sane and in a tinker I went from Ederson to Kepa because you know yeah. three city. But yeah, I mean I I'll I think I'll be on at least a double. Yeah. Because they're just good. I mean, it's been kind of the same all season for them, where barring one mistake from like Louise or Alonzo or Keppa, like well, loss of focus or mistake or something like that, they're pretty much tight and good. And it's just if they let up that like one big chance or something like that, they'll, it seems like they'll concede. But. God, these two fixtures from a clean sheet perspective are insane. I mean, they haven't kept a clean away from home all year, but I mean, all 2019, but away Cardiff is like as good a chance at it as you could get. And then home Brighton is ridiculous and they've been really tight and good at home. So yeah, I mean, I think they're right up there. I think close to city with the, the chances of getting a double clean. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's also, you know, I mean, I'm in a 5-4-1 right now in my free hit, and something that's interesting when I'm looking at other teams is I'm seeing, like, Delafeu, Milivojevic and teams. Like, do you think that these players will get more than one return on the double compared to Chelsea defense where they could easily get two cleans and they're cheaper? Like, those things don't add up to me. Yeah. You know, so it's just something look, look, obviously it's, again, you know, we're talking like you're talking about Sane or we're talking about like Dilv or Bill. Like, you know, you, you have dreams of a 7 nil and they have three returns or something. But like in real life, when we have the double game week games and there's like two or three days off between games, they're maybe not training, they're just doing some video sessions, players are leggy. The second game, the back end of those double game weeks are not normally, you know, four or five goal explosions. They're like one or two goal, like let's shut it down and preserve it because everyone's fucking tired. And we have Champions League or Europa League upcoming in, in three days, you know. So I, I just I just like spending on defense a lot more than than the next guy, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you there big time because I've in my tinkers there there's definitely like a huge void of price range where I just have barely found anyone that I would want to roster and it's right in that range that you just mentioned where everyone else is going like Jimenez, Jerry D, Millie, like some other fucks I can't think Even of. Even like bats, you know, I'm seeing bats in a lot of teams like I would rather have Aspilicueta over bats. Not even a remote comparison. Yeah, it's not I have close both to me right now. But yeah, Bats yeah. and Wilf are basically the only two guys in that range where I'm like, yeah, I could back this guy potentially like double returning. But yeah, yeah, there's a huge void. It's such a interesting double this this season because there are all these top teams who are obviously all their assets are expensive, and then most of the bottom teams either have really bad fixtures or they have an FA Cup semifinal like two days after the second game. And I'm talking about like Wolves, Watford, Brighton, Cardiff, Fulham. So it's like usually in a double game, it gets very easy to fill out your side with like a doubling like Southampton guy with good fixtures or some shit that everyone has in their side who's an enabler and good doubles. But 
this season, it's kind of hard to find those guys where you actually think they're going to get points returns, you know, to to fill out your side. So yeah, I mean, it's also interesting. You know, you're mentioning these the teams that have you know the four or five enabler defense or you know the mid price midfield punt guys, Mm -hmm. and none of these teams have two good fixtures. They yeah. are all playing a top four side and then like one good fixture. But then you also have over your head potential like heavy rotation because of the FA Cup games and shit. So right. and then Cardiff and Fulham are just like full stayaways, even yeah, they're even well, worse yeah, than them, you know. So it's Yeah. Yeah. I mean it really limits the amount of teams that we can really pick from. And which is also putting me back into that five four one where I'm like I don't want to stretch to get like an extra Paul over two really good defensive team shares. And then otherwise I would have to have like Holobos and Duffy to get Paul. Like right. that's fucking stupid. Like right, Paul's right, right. bad and he plays DM anyway and he misses every penny take. So like those are the kinds of things I've been playing around with. And like, you know, I mean, Palace even, it's like, the home Huddersfield gives them it's like they almost have like a one point two five game double, yeah. yeah. And it, it, but it, you put so many eggs in that bat in that in that Huddersfield basket, and defensively it feels okay because like if you combine like maybe they're like maybe we're looking at like a you know maybe like a forty percent chance clean against them, and then maybe like a fifteen percent clean chance against Spurs. So like combined, it's like fifty percent for the game week, which is really high and and higher than most single game yeah, week team ever high. looks at. But when you look at an attacking standpoint, like we don't score at home, we get all the ball, teams sit back, and we don't know what to do with it. Wilf has not put up a single good score in a home banker all season. He does his damage away. And we he's haven't hurt. had bats for as long, and he's hurt. We haven't had bats for as long, so I don't know how that's going to affect it. You know, we don't, don't have a large enough sample to look at it, but you know, then we go at Spurs. So you know, you, you're putting even if you have bats, you know, you're putting a lot of emphasis on the points in the Huddersfield game, yep. almost throwing away the second game as like a two pointer would be like what you're looking at. Which is kind of counterintuitive to the double gaming to me, which is why, again, coming back to the heavy investment in defense when, you know, United, obviously, we haven't gotten there yet, but like United City, Chelsea, like United defense has not looked great, but they are going to have 70%, 65% possession against these two teams. And, you know, I think that there's a better chance that they have two cleans than, you know, Bats or Will have a double return and, their defenders are once again cheaper than both of these players. So, you know, it's it's all defense all the time here. But it's just honestly the thing why I'm being so incessant about this and beating it at horse is that I have not seen like anyone talk about this. Every single like FFS thing is like three four three. Like, how can I jam as many premium attackers in my team as possible? Yeah, like, yeah. I just think that's incorrect. I think it's fundamentally wrong. And I, I just oppose it. Right. Yeah, I guess the only sort of count, not really counter, but the reason I have someone like Sané or, you know, whatever, that I guess I can talk about that is just basically like I filled out my team roughly the exact same way that you filled out your team. And I think a lot of our Slack filled out their team, our Slack being sort of separate from the rest of the noise. But then I wanted... I wanted somewhere else where I could get potential rises and I just didn't feel like I had the high ceiling that I wanted with my yeah. bad rank. I I think that you're you're setting up for a very high floor of points with the bet with the good defense and spending a lot in defense and I like it for all of those reasons. I just wanted like one spot where I could put potentially have an explosive differential and that doesn't really exist in defense and that's why yeah. I overspent you know elsewhere but yeah. Yeah. even that said even my team Kane and Sané amongst others I'm still five at the back <laughs> you know so yeah. I still yeah. think it's you know heavy defense is still the way to go even though I'm like you know punting on too expensive guys so yeah, yeah I agree so, with you yeah. there so I mean I I think that's an interesting point you mentioned about just kind of how am I going to rise? When yeah, you're how are you going to beat hits? the other teams? So there, there, there are two things that we need to talk about here, right? Is that I think it's something like forty-five percent of the top I, the top ten k have already used their free hit chip. 
So we are very much in the free hit, like comparing our free hit teams with other free hit teams yeah. and saying like, oh, like where am I different than you? But the vast majority, well, the vast minority don't have their free hit chip. So we're comparing ourselves against teams that still have like Liverpool single game week assets against Spurs, teams that are going to be taking hits, you know, teams that are just going to come nowhere close to 11 doublers with just good fixtures and a good, good 11. Yeah. So that's one thing. Secondly, it brings me to Spurs and I, I have Sun and Ali in my team right now. And it, it seems like a little bit dumb because they, again, I, I've been talking about how bad like Kane, my, my outlook on Kane is for the at Liverpool game. As good as Liverpool defense has been at home, they will give counter opportunities to Spurs. And if Spurs score one or two goals in that game, which, you know, I, I don't think they're going to get shut out. They could do, obviously. Oh, they know, Liverpool could, yeah, they could easily but, score a goal for but, sure. But if they score one or two goals, there is so much higher chance to me that it's going to be Ollie and Son in there than Kane because the goals that they score on counters are when Kane drops deep to the center circle to release the counter. And Ollie and Son are that on the runners. So I like them a lot in that fixture just to pick up like if I get like nine points from the two of them in that fixture, and then they go into the Cheesecake Factory home opener against Palace with like a ramshackle defense, like he'll probably play Kelly again, which is just insane. <laughs> I mean, if if, I mean, if Dan they sc- is not that much better, to be honest. He's so much better. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. But if they score like three or four in that game and and I've got two shares, like that feels that's, good too. That's what I'm looking at as the rise. Yeah, and, that's and interesting. Yeah. And they're so much cheaper than having someone like Kane and then like a four five and then like a bad defender or whatever, you know what I mean? Like so how it trickles cheaper. down. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm I'm very, very excited about having Sun and Ali and and I, I like that. I mean that like that's my differential to all the other free hit teams. Like that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, that's really what do you interesting. Think? What do you think? I like I like those points a lot. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense regarding Spurs on the counter and we've kind of seen them do exactly that with the Kane dropping deep and the runners go forward. I, yeah, I like your reasoning a lot, and I think that is a good place to take a differential. And similarly, I mean, I, with Kane, I'm kind of thinking similarly in regards to where I want my differential points to come from. And yeah, I mean, I just think that at Liverpool is the worst or second worst attacking fixture you can have in the league. But you know, Spurs are really good. You know, they're they're the third best team in the league and they're probably going to give it a go and they could easily score a goal. We've seen them score two or at Anfield recently. Um, yeah. The and, thing though, and then is home the, palace, the- I think is, is just, just to cut you off for a sec is like, we mentioned this on the Slack. I think it was last week when everyone was like, uh, but palace are tight. Like, blah, blah, blah. like palace are not tight anymore. Like that, no, yeah, that's, that's for that's that's yesteryear. That's yesteryear. And, and like they've conceded. That's a, a game. Ton of that's goals. a game where Kane gets a hat trick, and no a, one surprised. Yeah, that's just like yeah. huge ceiling. So yeah, that's what I'm. That that's at. the thing is that that Palace game is just huge. Like yeah. if you go Kane, that's where you know if he gets less than a double return, then you're not you didn't do a good job spending that money. Then, right, right, right. In the Palace game, so you know you're putting a lot in it, but. At the same time, I, I could definitely see the rewards being reaped for right, sure. Right, right. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I I mean, yeah, I like everything that you said too. I like Sun, I like Ali, I like Kane. Erickson's weird. I mean, it's weird that he's more expensive and it's weird that we don't know if he's gonna be taking set pieces and we don't know if Trips is gonna start one or two or none. And Honestly, it's all just Erickson- weird. Yeah, Erickson is just like a more expensive Bernardo to me with less upside, if that makes sense. Like, he's just not returning, period. He's not on all the set pieces, and the attacking, the team attack is one half of what City's attack is. Right. It just, there's, there's no justification to me, you know. You can, you know, if you have a gut feel or a ballsy feel and you just want to go there and see what happens, like that's fine. And Erickson is a similar player to me, like Hazard, in terms of predicting his scores. Like 
every it's single impossible. fucking season, he finishes top five, top seven of the midfield scores. And every single season, he goes on five and six game week runs of two, 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 one, three. And then he pops up with like a goal and it's 11, like a goal and assist and it's yep. a 14 and you spike 25 points. So, you know, I, I, I don't like it, but like again, you know, I think it's with w- Hazard, more defensible than Bernardo, though. I like okay, I. Fa- I don't fine. think it's fair comparing them. Like Ericsson okay, actually that, shoots, and you know, is just more attacking, more like involved yeah. in the in the attack. box. That that's fine. Maybe like yeah. Dilv is closer, but either, either way, you, you you understand the point I'm making. Yeah, and, like, yeah for sure. For with, sure. With, with with like Hazard, you know, the upside on the set pieces is that like Hazard's on pens. Like Ericsson doesn't have a free six to eight pointer when Rose dives in the box. Like that goes to Kane. So that's also a big consideration, I think, with, with, with someone like Erickson. I mean, he has five goals, nine assists on the season, which is very bad for him right now. So I don't, I don't, I don't love that pick. But again, you know, I've seen a lot of people just like ballsy, like I want the set piece taker and shit and, you know, but whatever. But, uh, let, let's go to United before maybe we hit some questions because we haven't talked about United. What, what are you saying about United for the double? Well, yeah. I mean, I mentioned Paul when we were talking about Haz and he's very, not exciting pick this time of year. He's been in bad form for a while now, and you're really just hoping for a pen and then hoping he makes it, which is about 50-50 this season if he makes a pen or not. So that's that's what feels bad big time. I mean, the, the, yeah, the thing about the pens is like this season maybe more than most because I think maybe last season when Aguero started missing some pens and I started to feel it and like get like nervous. Get nervous, Whereas yeah. before I'm just like, Oh my god! Like I have Baines, and they got a pen. Like it's yeah, yeah. so many points, and it was auto auto with Paul. It was, when when fucking Liverpool got the pen against Fulham, I was like, I didn't want Mo to take it at all. Like I just didn't want him to take it. I was more nervous about getting minus four than I was about getting ten. And like with Paul, like that's what I feel when he's up at when I have Paul. And he's up to take his fifty thousand yeah. steps to like I don't I don't even I just don't want it. It's it's so nerve wracking. I think he's fifty fifty on this season, right? I, that's I mean, insanely bad. That's so bad. Oh, I mean, that's just inexcusably bad. It's, it's so no, bad. no, not fifty fifty. So he's missed three and he's made five. God, they get so many pens. What the fuck? He's yeah, missed you know, three and made five. That's still. Absolutely diabolical. I think Salah's only think, missed like, De Gea, one. De Gea would definitely have better than five and eight. I mean, the average across world football is like 76% or something like that. So Paul is like significantly below world average. Um, but yeah, I mean, so uh, it's kind of a feels bad. I mean, everyone in the world is going to have him because he plays for Manchester United, because on paper they have good fixtures, because he was really hot for a period of time. But I'm not too excited about about having him or not. You know, I'm not too excited about seeing him in size. But I am representing their defense, but just with one player right now. But I think the double is very reasonable. Like a Lindelof small in double is fine. Yeah, I have Lindelof and Smalling. And, you know, Paul, it's, I don't remember if it was with our pod or with when, we're, when I was doing the general pod, when I was kind of talking about just like backing what I've been seeing with my eyeballs. And like getting Phrase in last week was an example of me not backing my eyeballs and just going with like, the quote unquote obvious FPL pick. That Phrase pick he, like had a fucking, that weighed heavily on you. That was no, like it, an enlightening it, moment. It uh, it honestly like <laughs> more than any move I've made all season. I think it did because it was one of those where I knew I was spending a transfer on the spot, like one thousand percent. That's where I was spending a transfer because of the double and blah blah blah. But I was looking at a pool of like five teams, and I was looking at the midfielders on the on all those teams, and like. He was coming out in like the fourth or fifth place of like many other players who no one was talking about on FPL. Like there was no like yeah. good reason about why they were better and things like that. And yeah, yeah. I just went with the herd and, and, and it, it punished me really. It did. And, and this is kind of where I'm looking at with Paul is just, you know, looking at his recent game log. Cause I mean, 
he had that beautiful counterattacking goal against Fulham, which was at, at this point five game weeks ago, which was a brace when he had the pen and the sixteen pointer. But before that, you know, he his his points have been very, very, very heavily reliant on getting penalties and not missing them, which is not a foregone conclusion. And he's no longer cheap. I mean, he's no longer like a seven eight midfielder. He's up in the nine region because of all the price rises. And yeah. I just for, for the eye test, like. Understood that they did not have Matic and shit or Herrera, and that that's when they were really looking good, and he was being released to maybe making more runs in the box. But it also dovetails with them not having Lingard, uh, Rash, and and Martial up top, and I don't expect them to start. You know, the three of them up top with that movement, like that's what confuses the defense, which opens up the space for Pogba to have like unmarked runs where he has a fucking free header on an Ashley Young cross, and it's a tap in. Or something like this, and I haven't seen that from United in you know two months. Yeah, they, and I I, I, I I just don't like him. I, I don't like him as a, as a pick at all. And yeah. I, I think if if I went with him, it would be like you're saying is like he's going to be in seventy five percent of the teams. Like everyone has him. Like you know, and and I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, it's very it's very uninspiring pick. I mean, it's just you mentioned the the four game weeks he's been. He's been looking pretty bad. He also was awful against PSG. He was also awful against Wolves in the in the cup. And they just, yeah, I I agree. I, they they're just not like free flowing in the same way that they were when OGS first got there. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the quality of teams that they've been playing against. Because when he first got there, they were just against every worst team in the league. And I I, I think it's the front three. Like I the the second as as many points as Lukaku has been putting in FPL like. What they lose from just that like interchange motion of just three pacey guys who all have like a lot of box of tricks with Rash, Lingard, and yeah, and uh, whatever Tony, it, like putting Lukaku in is just like here's a pillar, like he's gonna do one thing, and then it, it, it inhibits the ability of the other two to really move and 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 create chaos for the back four. I mean, but the and thing like, is, that's what they started against Wolves in the cup, and they just got done. They were yeah. just not, you know. They they started yeah, this yeah. team. They started the main team that you're talking about. Even with yeah. the low at right back, who's like more attacking yeah. and better, you know. So yeah, I mean, maybe that was a matchups thing because they had three center backs. Like they had, were just flooding. It was basically yeah. that against like a bus. Yeah, wolves are tough. To have, yeah. yeah, wolves yeah, are tough. Well, to you know, wolves are, you know, but but I mean, you know, you, you take my point. No, I, I absolutely do, and I I think it would not be that surprising if we see a return to form. Soon, and they have some some nice fixtures coming up with like home West Ham away Everton in thirty four and thirty five. But yeah. I mean, you in general mentioned it on 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 the fireside chat pod. It's just home Watford at Wolves are just those are kind of brutal fixtures. Like that's exactly who Manchester United does not want to be playing right now. Are you know the seventh and eighth best teams in the league, pretty much. Nailed on seventh and eighth best team in the league who are just tight and don't give up a lot and are not interested in letting the horses run free, you know. So uh, the I don't horses, yeah, the horses, horse, horse merchant. I mean, so yeah, I don't really see like that high of a ceiling or a high ceiling at all, really, for for any attacker. Um, in those United, two, yeah, yeah those and I mean, it's, I mean, we're, Rom, we're, I don't know. Like, we're also not mentioning like Rom and Rash are both yellow flag. Like we don't know how right. fit they are, right? And if they're not, and Tony and Matic. yeah. I mean, if they're not one hundred percent fit, like maybe they start one game. Like, do you do you want to spend ten million on Rom for that? Like, do you want to spend seven million on Rash for that? Like, and again, you know, I have Smalling and Lindelof, Lindelof in my team right now, and. I'm not saying like United defense is fantastic. Like their defense is bad. But <laughs> when they're going to be playing a home a home fixture against a bus and then an away fixture against a team a I expect to rotate a lot and also be a bus, it's kind of the city conundrum where like I don't care about who is in the back four of city. I'm just relying on the 65% plus possession that they have and the few amount of chances that they concede that they'll just keep it clean. And for United, you know, maybe more so than the other teams is if they can keep them off the score sheet on set pieces because they've been very bad defending set pieces this season, United have. So, I mean, if they can limit the amount of set pieces they give up, like, I don't think it's unreasonable to see two cleans from United at all. And if they don't keep one, I would be stunned. 
So that I mean, that's kind of my rationale of why I'm going with two. I can't go that. that far. I don't think I'd ever be stunned if Manchester United don't keep a clean uh, in any fixture, really. I, I, it's just a stacking on stacks of yeah, like those I two games. I think it's know? pretty likely that they keep one clean. I would be more stunned if they kept two cleans than if they kept no cleans, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. I, I'm with you there. So, I would rather just not be stunned cheap, and they just keep cheap. one. They're also cheap. Like Lindelof yeah, is 5-1. Five, 5-5-6. Five, like, five five, like, just keep very, one. That's very, very reasonable. Small like if, also has attacking intent. If know. they keep one, like who knows what happens with Baps. Like if they keep one clean sheet in the double and I'm looking at about 16 points from these two players who I spend... Eleven million on. I'm just like, oh my god, this is incredible. Yeah, and again, we keep saying the same thing, but compare that to like Milivojevic, where basically D- Milly doesn't get a pen. You're you're basically putting all your eggs in. They're gonna get one pen because that's pretty much the only way that he scores points. Yeah, versus a pretty reasonable chance at getting at least one clean from these guys, which is almost the same points as a midfielder goal. It just seems yeah. obvious yeah. To, to go with oh, those yeah. I wonder if this is going to move the needle at all. I've been, I, I've, I don't know. All right. What, what else do we have going on? Well, so those are the top teams, basically. I mean, there's no real Spurs defensive options that we've been considering. Yeah, no, so um, other than that, I mean, let's just do some questions. What are we at? Oh, yeah. We're at 47. Yeah, we're good. Oh, um, dude, everyone's thirsting for this pod. I mean... I was like, you have to remind me that FPL is even going on. Once international breaks, I just go into my K hole and I'm just say, I don't know which way is up just, or down. And then you're just streaming Hearthstone like that's all you're streaming doing. Hearthstone, doing this, started a new job, little, like a little boom, bit boom, of boom. this, a little bit of that. Yeah, all my five towns, and then here we are. So, uh, Nash on Slack. I'm looking at all the free hit 32 teams. They all seem really template. What are a couple of differential you think differentials you think are worth a punt in thirty two? So we mentioned some. With I, I think Sane attackers. I like the Sane like very rogue shout. That's super extreme yeah. rogue, yeah. But I mean, he's like everyone's template, like everyone's template because you we're looking at like twenty five guys and everyone's just chopping changing with like their eleven is within yeah, the twenty five. Yeah. Or even in general, but like Sane is not in that twenty-five guy. No, pool. no, no. I haven't seen one team with Sane in it. Yeah. So I, I like the Sane shout, but what else do you think? Like, is there is there a shout to doing something like a double palace defense as a differential and just very much heavily banking on that clean shoot against home Huddersfield? Like, is, is something like that? Like, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking around. I think double palace defense is defensible, especially if one of the two is Schlupp or PVA because they they attack so much that, you know, you're adding an additional avenue for them to p- potentially score points. I think that's fine. I'm, I'm looking for attacking differentials, though, and I'm struggling to find many other than, like, if you risk it on one well, of the a, Chelsea yeah. wingers, no, I mean that—that's just like a bad job because of the rotation with like Pedro and William. But I mean, I think someone like Ali is yeah, like the an, Spurs insane, or are, even are, or Son. Like I have seen so few teams with Spurs midfielders. Like everyone's trying to wedge Kane in, but the the Spurs midfielders are a big diff. Yeah, I think Spurs attackers in general are going to end up being a differential because yeah. Yeah, they're just going to be spread out. I mean, yeah, it's tough, though, to find the differentials because of all of the other reasons we mentioned where, like, bad fixtures and FA Cup rotation and all that stuff. I mean, I think yeah. a bit of a differential is probably anyone on Brighton. I mean, I think, like, if you're building your team differently than than we're building our teams, I think Ryan is probably the best like cheap keeper who's playing because yeah you yeah know, i mean if they keep it clean against southampton he get a three po- like he could get like nine points yeah and he gets a ton of save points and chelsea attack yeah. is fucking garbage in the second game it's not like going yeah. like to city or liverpool or spurs or yeah. something you or, know, or, like, or, or like foster yeah foster the Home thing with the, second the other guys is they're they're not as nailed like Patricio, like Ruddy, could play the second game. Foster, Herelio could play the second game. Like that's not surprising. Palace, neither keeper is nailed. 
and then like Cardiff and Fulham are not options. So to me, it's like sort of just Ryan, but maybe I'm just yeah. being too no, harsh on the others. Yeah, I don't know about the Gomez shot, but it's fair. I mean, that's fair. It's also, I mean, Fulham do have like Bobble and, and some actual good players. So that's yeah. not like a nailed clean. So yeah, I, I definitely like the Ryan shout home against Southampton feels like a better clean sheet shout to me than, than uh, Watford home Fulham. Um, yeah. The thing also with Brighton compared to the other bad teams who are doubling is that they're, they're not safe yet. And so, you know, we're, we're talking about like Watford and Wolves, like they're, Easily beyond safe, like they're they're seventh and eighth, pretty you know comfortably, and so rotating in the second game, just resting for FA Cup, like that makes a lot of sense. The, their league season is essentially over. Like Brighton can't afford to just like rotate and fuck off these matches and just like drop six points. You know, like that's not something that they can just comfortably do and feel good about their position in the table and their season in general. So. I like the fact that they have stuff to play for, and you know, so I look at their their guys as sort of differentials and interesting things. Like maybe Grob gets fit or something, or maybe Knockhart starts. Knockhart starts both or something like that. And if you're like budgeting someone in, I think a Brighton guy could be a, a big differential there. Yeah, I like that shout. Yeah, there's not that many others though. Um, Pocono Drew, which player from a team that only has one fixture is a shot to go off this week? It happens every double game week. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a few. I mean, Arsenal, home Newcastle, yeah. you know how, how they've struggled on the road. So, you know, Obbs or Laka or Bug Eyed Mantis God Mesut Uzil <laughs> could do some things. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Yeah, and then it's it's also just the more like pessimistic side of me looks at like the Leicester Bournemouth fixture. How bad everyone on both of those teams were for us on the doubles last game or on the blank last game week is like that's going to be a fucking eight seven match and everyone has hat tricks. Yeah, everyone not definitely. on free hit who held all those players is going to oh, yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, you know, Burnley home Wolves. I, who knows? I, I I don't know what to make of Wolves at this point. I don't know if Burnley are going to score some goals there, but yeah, I mean that's that's probably where I'm looking. Do you, anything else that you're seeing? No. I li- I like those. I mean, Liverpool yeah. Spurs. You never know what kind of match that's going to be. The, that- yeah, the thing that's the thing about that match that's just I, it keeps nagging on me is like every single match that Liverpool have had against the top four, it's been so 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 tight this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so tight. They're, they're just not. He's not as we mentioned earlier, as you mentioned aptly earlier about letting the horses run free. Kloppo has kept the horses in the stable. For yeah, it'll every be like top the four match. Champions League midfield of just like. The yeah. More defensive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Genie, Hendo, Milner, or something, yeah, and they yeah. just like don't go anywhere, yep. and they have like three attempts on the counter in ninety minutes, and they win one <laughs> nil or something. Yep. So yeah, I, I don't love that. Um, that's about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Balski on Slack for those on wild card. How much do you plan for the double game week, and how much for future weeks? Are there any tempo players you'd look to have for the rest of the season? Mishi, Rashi, or Jimenez for the rest of the season? Or even better, two out of the three? That's, I, I, that's I can't hard. even answer. I can't answer that. I don't know. I haven't looked at that at all. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, obviously, you should not put all of your eggs into this one week because then you'll fuck yourself over for the rest yeah, of the season. I, <laughs> I mean, the main difference is like I have two, three, eight defenders and Coiner. Don't do that. Same. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. But I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I I would like if I still had bench boost and I was all the covering, like I would have two playing goalkeepers for sure. So I would probably steer away from like the Edersons and the De Gea's of life and get two, like four or five guys or whatever, things like that. But in terms of specific players or strategies, I just haven't looked at it enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's more just like a message us your team and we'll figure it out together. Um, Alex on Slack. I've got a lot of obvious picks, but the one I'm most excited for is Mishy Bats. Is this misplaced and should I be on Wilf? Might might Mishy this just Bat, be the baby. time to go with what feels good? I love go bats. with the feels. Go with the feels. Yeah, I love bats too. And Wilf is not fit. We're probably yeah, does Roy lie? Like what's No Roy Roy so interesting yeah, tell, thing that tell I've, us about I've, what we're okay. gonna hear in the press conference. 
So Roy, I mean, he's obviously an old gentleman. He's just a good guy. He's having his cuppa before the, the press. There's no question about that. But the thing I've noticed about Roy is if, if he's asked a specific question about a player, he will give you specific and accurate information. But if a player picks up a training ground injury or something like this, that's off the radar, and pressers do not ask him about that player, he will absolutely, one million percent of the time, not offer that up. Mm. So if the presser, if the if the if the the journal asks him like any new fitness concerns and like Schlupp broke his ankle yesterday, he would be like, "Nope, everything's great." <laughs> but so that, you're saying, but you're saying when the journal's asked like, "What's the status on, player, Wilf, on yeah. Wilt's hamstring?" Then he'll give us something. He'll say something. So I mean, we'll whether know, so or not, we know. I mean, he's not going to be like he's. Playing 100 percent, or he's like he's no, out 100 like, percent, but he'll say something about it instead of Pep, who's just like, oh, we have a squad of 25. Like, look at how bald I am. Like, he's just gonna be like, well, like what's a hamstring anyway? You know, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's an esoteric <laughs> hamstrings question. Like, come and go. Hamstring? Class is permanent. Yeah. So, but the the other thing though, I I just want to mention quickly about Palace attacks. I don't think we mentioned it before. Is like. If Wilf is one thousand percent fit and was like he's fit, he's like been training all week. He's an absolute stud muffin. Then you look at the games and home Huddersfield is the home banker that everyone like licks their lips over. But when you look at us at home all season, it's just been bad. So the at Spuds game is is, is a lot more like if we're going to score two goals in a game, I would think we would score two at Spuds than home Huddersfield. Based on how we've looked and what we've done against like the opposition in those kind right. of games, and I, I just think Wilf is like a lot of a better pick than Bats because while Bats is like you know he's good okay at hold upping he's like whatever like things in the set pieces and things like that but like against Huddersfield is like I just don't think we're going to score more than one goal like we could score two maybe we'll get one on a set piece maybe we get a pen or something like that but that's the kind of game where it's like Bats needs it to be free flowing with like some space and stuff like that but with Spurs when we're playing so many men defensively and they're and we're parked so so back like I don't think he's going to have that many opportunities I think like on the counters where Wills could could Right. Could shine, so right. I, I would stay away from from bats. Like wow. it's a it's a fun diff. I think yeah, it's just I mean, a very. I'm on him, and I'm a little bit sad right now. To hear yeah, this. I'm no, no. I'm just like nervous about. It. Like I love him. I think he has very high quality. But you know, especially when you look at like the midfields that we're playing behind him. Like we're playing Schlupp instead of Meyer. Like we have like you know Millie can't complete a fucking six foot pass. Like even if it's one foot diagonal, like let alone a back <laughs> pass is difficult for him. Like we have Maka who like you know he like gets in there a little bit. But like we're not like doing much in midfield. Period. Right. So like those things conspire against bats and. He has started to kind of snatch up chances a little bit. Like we just don't have that much volume for him, which is kind of what he needs. He has a lot of quality and class. Like he had that one goal a few games game weeks ago, which was just like insane, like a fantastic goal. But you know, I just I, I don't think the volume's going to be there for him. So like, if Wilf is not fit, then I would probably not go for the the Palace attacker. Yeah. Uh, but if Wilf is fit, then I I think like Wilf that. is a great. I like Wolf a lot, yeah. I mean, especially he was absolutely lighting the world on fire before he got injured. So there's your answer there, Wolfian. Yeah. About to. Just, I haven't haven't thought about it. Haven't yeah, thought yeah. about it. Um, Wolfian's like, if Lukaku's past fit, is he in your free hit team? No, no winner. He, he's not. Uh, Eric Biz on Slack. Are there any defenses you'd consider doubling on besides City, Chelsea, and United? That's interesting. We we touched on Palace. Palace. Yeah, it's really just throwing all those dice on the Huddersfield game, though, right? Yeah, and the punt that I mentioned would still just be Brighton, I think. Like someone like yeah. Duffy has five fucking goals in the season, and Ryan gets yeah. save points for fun, you know. So yeah, yeah. The 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 other thing with Palace too that's interesting. Like if you're doubling, like if you go Schlupp and PVA, and yeah. they do start both, that you have you have. Good attacking threat there, so you know that's something. Yeah, that's a, that's a big time something, and that's why I like yeah. Duffy too. If you're gonna throw yeah. them in there, yeah, yeah. Chucky on Slack, Chucky Aronovich. Thoughts on Conte as a fifth mid for the next three to four game weeks at least. He's guaranteed ninety every game. Pops up with the occasional assist, doubles this week, and plays through the blank. Next question. I mean, if you're not. Not on free hit, I guess you could make the argument because 
doubling this week and playing next week is really good if you're not on free hit to find someone who does that. There's not that many players who do that. But he's a bad pick still. So, I don't know. Liam on Slack, five at the back and talk about double Chelsea W United. D has been around this week. Is this objectively the best strategy? Are we putting too much faith in unreliable units? They're unreliable units for sure. I, I don't think maybe it's a little bit harsh to call Chelsea defense an unreliable unit. Yeah, looking at where they're, yeah, they're they're pretty stout. If this um, is like a normal season and Liverpool don't have a million clean sheets, then they're probably the second best defense in the league and like yeah, with City, you know, yeah. lining up for a 15 clean sheet season which is super solid yeah but united certainly unreliable i think we've Very, spoken yeah. to that on we've spoken to that though yeah um well this is interesting <laughs> aaron on like are we all batshit crazy for not going double or even triple chelsea attack and that is batshit crazy so i'm not sure <laughs> you, you know, I mean, like this is kind of coming back to honestly. I don't think it's batshit crazy. I think coming back to Has and Higgs, Higgs. is the, yeah Higgs. But but it's the kind of, it it feels fucking dumb to spend like twenty percent of your budget on a team that just scored zero goals against Everton. But when you're looking for like the huge upside double game week, spiking twenty from Has and Higgs could happen. That's not like a one percent chance. I don't hate that. I, I really don't. Yeah, hate Higgs that. is in my thoughts for sure, and yeah. probably he, he we should, should have mentioned him in the differentials and stuff because yeah. people on free hit are not going for him. Yeah, no, he he should be in thoughts. It's the thing that again, it's similar to Hazard. It's just like they've looked bad, and he hasn't been doing well recently. And like, but they're playing bad teams, and when they can bully and they don't know how to defend in the box, like that's where Higgs' movement just like they can't deal with it. They can't cope. Yeah, and, and I think could, it was know, good by you mentioning in in our very small Higuain at Chelsea sample size, he scored three goals, and two of them were home huddy, and one of them was away Fulham, and. He's basically playing the equivalent fixtures this week with away Cardiff and home Brighton. So, yeah, you know, maybe. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think it's crazy at all. I, yeah. I think it's a very reasoned. But triple is psycho because there's not really a third. There's guy. not a third player. Yeah, yeah, no, there's not a third player. But but just to have those two, like I I, I like that. I, I really I don't mind yeah. it at all. Yeah, it's a good that's a good differential. Yeah. Route. All right, that that's dude. We're we're let's cut the questions. There's three left. Let's just bang oh them out. Dude. All right, all right. Ryan on Slack with FPL general sharing is planned to line up four three three. What formation are you recommending for a free hit game week thirty two? Apart from investing in possible ball cleans, blah, blah, blah. I assume everyone's on has and raz, et cetera, et cetera. I think that there is no best formation. I think that the reason that we've both invested heavily in defense though is because they're a few heavy hitters that everyone seems to have in their team and to afford them and feel good about the rest of your team, you kind of got to find the value in defense, right? That's, that's yeah, why we're it's, doing it. It's that. And also just, I think it's almost like an old world, new world mentality of FPL managers in terms of spending on defense where I see managers who have been around for a long time that are like my defense of Duffy schlup, like Ryan, like and another four or five. Like, look at how much assist potential I have. Like, look at how much attacking potential I yeah. have. Like, this is fine. And then they get like an extra like Pogba or something. I'm just like, that's not fine. Like, what are we talking about? So I think that's also something that you, that you need to consider too. Yeah, but I I don't think there's a best formation. I think. No, I, I agree know, completely. We don't really know. It's it's, it's risk reward. I mean, you, you're yeah, risk it's, rewarding. It's risk reward, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's what you. It's personal opinion. There's no obviously no correct answer. It's just kind of where your tendencies or leanings are. You know. Yep. Um, well, this one is easy for Rob. I'm not even going to read the question. He just says, if a player flagged, do you not get them? Yeah, don't get them. It's too risky on a double, especially triple, on a free hit. There's no. Yeah. There's no reason. Triple triple capital access. And then Eric Biz, who is the best asset for 32 that no one's talking about? I feel like there's a lot of drama in that question, and I like it. That no one's talking about? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I know. honestly, I, I gotta go with Walker. Yeah, Walker. I mean, if he spikes two cleans and an assist, like he's the highest scoring player in the game, like. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. I literally have seen him in zero teams. Oh, that no one I've never even I haven't seen his name mentioned in like fifteen game weeks. Yeah. What do you what do you have? Anything else? I'm looking through the teams. Ashley Young? 
Yeah, Ashley Young is a shout. But there's not many others that I'm seeing that no one's talking about. I can't really I can't really match it. I can't match the drama. Dyer? Babel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Home City, Babel. Easy easy picture for him. All right, so so you had the Sane shout. Like, should we do our teams a little bit? A little or bit should of we chatter? just go, Or do you want to do captains? First? I mean, it's Kuhn, right? Yeah, I mean, Josh yeah, on Slack said, who's the honey cement 100% best triple cap pick this week? It's, it's, I wouldn't triple cap, but it, it Kuhn's a cap for sure. It's very hard to even think about anyone else on cap. I haven't moved off Kuhn in a very long time. He's not even on international break. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's not with Argentina, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. We could do our current teams. And mine is so punty. It feels stupid to like say it on a podcast, but whatever. Um, should I start? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm on Keppa. Then I'm in a 5-2-3. I love the fucking weird fucked up free hit formations. You're in a 5-4-1. I'm in a 5-2-3. It's amazing. Um, so Keppa, and then I have... Azpilicueta and Rudiger. One thing we didn't talk about is Rudiger versus Louise. And that was something that I was thinking about when I was putting my team together. And I just don't know. Like, Louise has been rested slash rotated, whatever you want to call it, recently. I feel like Rudiger may be a little bit percent more nailed. Is that reasonable? Yeah, that's reasonable. I have both, but yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, so I went Rudiger. I don't know why everyone's. 100% on Louise and no one has Rudiger. They're the same yeah, price. I agree. So, I, I, I think it's strange. I agree. Keep yeah, it's going. a little weird. Um, Lindelof, Duffy, and Tompkins. My two-man midfield of Sané and Raz. And my forwards are Kane, Kuhn, and Bats. It's fine. I, I don't think that's... Why were you embarrassed to share that? Not embarrassed, but I mean, it's not having a city defender is something that I have had all week, so it feels crazy. Sané is a huge pawn. Kane, you know. But no, I feel yeah, it's, I feel pretty good about it. It's definitely it's, fun. It's close. It's close. I mean, yeah, it's, it's close. Probably you, close. You probably have two or three spots you'll play with, but yeah, I think exactly. it's close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Triple Chelsea defense, please, God, double clean me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be fucking bonkers. Yeah, so, I don't know. There we are. What, what about you? Um, so I have Ederson, uh, David Luiz, Rudiger, double Chelsea defense. I have Smalling Lindelof, double United defense. I have PVA. Midfield, I have Son Ali, as previously mentioned. I have Haz, Raz, and then I have Captain Kuhn up top. It's just a good team. I haven't I haven't changed a player in four days. Wow, you haven't changed a player in four days. Holy yeah, shit. so I, this is feeling good. Unless if someone's dead or something. I'm, yeah, there's still more internationals I, to come. I think. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll probably roll with this. Yeah. Wow, it's a good yeah. looking team. I'm right. curious uh, what everyone else is on. So definitely share your teams and shit. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, couple new patrons this week. New signups. New anus slaps. Cole Borgensen. No, Borgeson, Borgeson, and Alex Baker. Let's slap those freaking asses. Um, and I think that's it. Any last words? No, we're good. Good job, yeah. you. Yes. Out! At FMLfield.com, follow on Twitter at FMLfield, sports, patreon.com, slash FMLfield, subscribe, and we'll be Sports Social Podcast Network.